Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualley, sitting here with my co-hosts, Mike Molino and Marv Zahn. We're moving closer to the season. COVID pandemic still running wild. If you told me in March that in August we'd still be dealing with this crap, I would be, I would, March me would have been so pissed. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Are you telling me that my summer is not going to be that much fun? This year. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, yeah, that's the case. And my concern, we're not talking about this, but just to get this off my chest, I am genuinely concerned that the NFL season is not going to happen. At least a majority of the NFL season is not going to happen because A, second wave, who knows when that's going to come, if it's going to come. And B, the NFL, their game plan is just almost non existent. They're just like COVID, whatever. But anyway, we're here to talk about our guy. Cam Newton. You say our guy because he is going to be the quarterback of this team unless he cannot handle the New England Patriot way, which ex-teammate, former New England Patriot, Kyle Love, he had this to say about Cam Newton. He was talking about Cam Newton's uh, specifically. He made comments regarding his question about whether or not Cam will work out with the Patriots, and he had these two quotes, and this is with Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald. Being a professional in New England is different from being a professional in Carolina. It's a whole different ballgame. Bill wants things to run a certain way, wants things practiced a certain way, and set a certain way in the classroom and in the media. New England is not for everybody. Every player does not fit well there physically or mentally. He also said, this is just my opinion, but I don't feel like Cam can take the pressure of coaches talking down about his play. If he had a bad game in Carolina, the coaches' staff wouldn't say much to him because they may have felt that he could be a little frail about it or maybe pout. They never really corrected to the point where Bill used to correct Tom. So guys, after hearing these quotes, after hearing what former New England Patriot and former teammate of Cam Newton had to say about Cam in New England, do those quotes, do those comments concern you at all about Cam as we approach the season and his ability to fit here with the Patriots? Marv, let's start with you. What do you think about that? I think everything that Kyle Love said is true. And with that being said, I have no concern whatsoever. First of all, we're in a world now where we judge players by their past and we act like there's no growth involved in what happens. Like we're talking about, yeah, I, I bet a 24, 25, 26 year old Cam Newton was pouting and didn't like when he was getting yelled at this. And then again, you're thinking about a guy who was the number one pick who had leverage over Carolina and was probably running things over there. 
He's coming into a situation where if they cut you, Patriots aren't going to blink twice. They don't care. You, you're coming in here to fight for a starting job position. It's a whole different type of situation, a whole new world. We see where the mentality of Cam Newton, where he's at right now, calling himself a dog. He's hungry. He wants it. He knows going into New England, it's a different system. He's heard the story. He knows that, hey, they're not going to treat you any differently than any other player. And I think Cam Newton is going to accept that challenge. I think he's going to welcome that challenge. If you want to further your career, you want to be great. You want to be known as one of the greats. You need a great coach and a great coaching staff to challenge you. And this is what it takes. You see a lot of players come into the system and they get yelled at. They they, they they get scrutinized every week in the film, but they're going to welcome it because they know they're part of a great system. And I believe that Cam Newton's a quarterback who's going to come in and wants to be part of greatness, and he's going to take all the criticism that he needs to move forward. Uh, do I believe in the past that he would he'd be someone who used to power? We used to see it. We see it in the post, his post-game conferences, how he used to act when, when they lost the games and things like that. We've seen it in the Super Bowl, how he used to act. This is a whole different ball game. You're in a whole. Once you go into the New England system, something happens. You fit into that system, and you welcome. We saw it with Randy Moss. And we, this guy hits. Look at his celebrations when he was with Oakland, and when he was with Minnesota. Then look at his celebrations when he was with the Patriots. It's just you fit into a system, and you welcome in that system, and you you fo- you follow in line. I think Cam Newton is going to do the same. I'm not worried one bit about it. Now, and I was trying to look up the roster from 2015. The key word that you said there is leverage. The thing is with, I mean, you're right. When Cam was with the Panthers and Cam was 15-1 and with the Panthers, what the hell are the Panthers going to do? Yeah, what are the Panthers going to do? If this guy guy decides to pout, what are the the Panthers going to cut him? No, they're not going to cut him. There was no way they were going to cut him. So I'm trying to look at the QB depth, uh, depth chart behind Cam in 2015. Derek Anderson. (laughs) <laughs> They're not going to cut Cam Newton for Derek Anderson. They weren't going to do that. There's no chance. So Cam was the head of that Carolina Panthers team, no question. All right, Mike, what do you think? Do these quotes concern you at all about Cam and his chances here in New England? Not concerned at all. I mean, and are they surprising? Not at all as well. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Cam Newton who came from a team where he spent many years where he was the guy, you know, He's, he's on a team where he's the guy and he doesn't want to hear any type of, you know, backlash or bad play. Because for the most part, you know, obviously Panthers had that one season where they were super successful. I mean, he's he's had a pretty solid career in Carolina, except for the last few seasons. Um, but you're coming out of a situation and stepping into a New England where, man, you got to be open to hearing anything, anything. Because you're on a Patriots team where not only are you not the guy but you're stepping into a position where we all, we don't have to say his name, but we all knew who was there in front of him. Cam Newton knows as well. That's the thing about Cam. He knows the situation he's stepping into. He's not coming into this oblivious, like, you know, I guess from the outside looking in, people are saying, oh, well, the Patriots got a former MVP, you know, Cam Newton, former number one overall pick, this and that. Yeah, that's cool and all, but now you're in New England where, Everybody's pretty much on the same playing field. Like, even to a certain aspect, as great as Brady was, you know, here in New England, especially with that team and the coaching staff in Belichick, they didn't really necessarily hold Brady to a high regard. And they're definitely not going to do that with Cam Newton. On Cam Newton's side of things, you know, he just has to understand 
Like he's been saying, he's a dog and he wants to prove everybody wrong. He really has to scratch and claw his way up to get some type of level of of, of clout, if I want to use that word. Um, he needs to be ready because, depending on his play, he's going to hear it from Bill Belichick. He's going to get called out, you know, in film sessions. You know, they're not going to let bad play and bad performances just, you know, fly by the wayside because they weren't doing it with Brady. They're definitely not going to do it with Cam Newton. So I, I, I'm pretty sure as as years have gone on and he's matured, and especially now that he's a part of New England Patriots, and he's probably heard different stories and things about the team. He knows what he's stepping into, and, you know, I believe that he's ready to step into a situation where, look, the criticism is going to come, not for, just from the team, but the media here in Boston will eat you alive. And I just believe at, at the age he's at and everything he's been through, he should be prepared for that. And, you know, that's – I'm glad you brought up the media because that's the one thing that concerns me when, when it comes to the coaches and being hard on them, that doesn't concern me as much be, and I'll get to that in a second, but the media, the media here in Boston is a different animal when it comes to sports. They will shred you to pieces. And I'm sure that wasn't the case in Carolina. Look, I'll be honest. I don't know much about Carolina media, but I'm assuming it's a little lighter than Boston sports media. So that part does concern me a little bit. I'm interested to see how he handles that. But when it comes to the Patriots and whether or not he's going to just, I guess, shut down if Bill Belichick comes down hard, hard on him during a meeting, maybe. Maybe he shreds because we've heard those stories. Bill goes after Tom in front of the entire team to show, hey, this guy, he's not exempt to me coming after him when he has a bad game. Let's see what happens there. I don't think it's going to hurt Cam Newton, and I – mostly think that because I don't think it can. I don't. I think Cam Newton knows that he has no choice but to succeed here. He's 31 years old. He's on a one-year deal, guys. Okay, if he does not have a good season, he's not going to get that second contract he's looking for. He's looking for another big contract. He needs to have a successful season here. Not only does he have to have a successful season, he has to make the team. So he has to go balls out in training camp. He has to win that job then he has to have a good season because he's fighting for another contract in this league. Probably would be his last big contract if he gets a big contract, but he has no choice but to accept the criticism from Bill Belichick in the New England Patriots coaching staff. He's got no option. All right, this is the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualley, sitting here with my co-host, Marvazan, and with Mike Molino. Let's talk a little Patriots tight ends. So... The guys are dropping out of the season left and right due to COVID reasons. They're telling the team, unlike Yoannis Cespedes of the Mets, who just decided not to show up anymore. Very classic Mets for him to do that, for the team just to allow that, almost allow that to happen. But Matt Lacoste, he's not an exciting name by any means. He's not somebody who, like, it, it would be different if, like, a couple years ago when Gronk was still Gronk, if Gronk decided to back out. Like, that would that would have sucked. But Matt Lacoste leaving, okay. Whatever, we'll deal with it. So now the question is, when you look at this Patriots depth chart for the tight end spot, you got Ryan Izzo, who's in year two. But the two other guys, the main names there are two rookies. You don't know how they're going to be in the NFL. You've got Devin Asiasi. You've got Dalton Keene. So guys, the question is, now that the Patriots have an ass load of cap space to work with, 
Should they go after a tight end in the free agent market, a veteran tight end? Should you bring him in? I would have said Jordan Reed, but Jordan Reed now with the 49ers, he signed that contract, even though we all came to the conclusion on this show that he probably shouldn't be playing football anymore. The main name, obviously, Delaney Walker. Should the Patriots go after a veteran on the tight end free agent market? Mike, let's start with you. What do you think? Absolutely. If Delaney Walker's out there, which he is, and he's a he's an option to go after and get, especially knowing that you have money to, to dish out, go after Delaney Walker. I personally know Delaney Walker, not that I know him like he's my boy, but fantasy football and Delaney Walker has treated me well over the years. And, you know, I know what he's been able to do as a Tennessee Titan. And, you know, the thing with the Patriots, even if it wasn't Cam Newton, they didn't go out and sign him and they they – you know, stuck with Jared Stidham and he was going to be the future of his team, you'd want to see the Patriots add some veteran pieces so that uh, this team can can work with. You know, whether, like I said, whether it was Stidham or even a Cam Newton, a new guy coming into the system, obviously you want him to be comfortable with veteran guys. Um, Delaney Walker, like I said, has been around for a long time and he's been a very productive tight end. He has dealt with some injuries uh, throughout his history, but when he's on the field, when he's out there, he is productive. And I feel as if, you know, in my assumption, Cam Newton is going to be the starting quarterback of this team. And over the years, Cam Newton has had a guy uh, over in Carolina that's been very solid at the tight end position that can get the job done uh, in Greg Olson. Obviously not the last few years because he's been dealing with injury. But, you know, in their prime, Cam Newton and Greg Olson was a solid combination. You know, if Patriots can – somewhat try to duplicate that and get a veteran guy like Delaney Walker on this team, you know, will they put up some Cam Newton and Greg Olsen numbers? I don't know, but at least you know that you have somebody there that's been in this league for a while, has played this game for a while, and know, you know, has an understanding of the position. Uh, Delaney Walker, whew, he's a huge upgrade, obviously, from whoever's on the roster right now at tight end. So I hope Patriots are smart with their money and they make that move and go after Delaney Walker since he's available. Listen, at this point, like they're going to be smart with their money no matter what. They have so much extra cap room now. They could throw – I mean, in, and let's be honest, Delaney Walker, if that's the guy they go after, he's not going to cost a lot of money. Probably a one-year deal. Not at all. He is also – he's also fought some injuries. I believe it was an ankle injury was his most recent one that's plagued him a little bit. Marv – what do you think? Should the Patriots go after a tight end in the free agent market, or are they good with what they got? We all know that the tight end position is the weakest position on the Patriots team right now. Um, Matt Lacoste, is he someone that's going to hurt the Patriots in the long run for not being not being here for opting out? No, but it's still a blow to already weak lineup. Yes, I know you got Dalton Keene and Devin Asiasi. I hope I'm saying his name right. And that's great. And I think that they can build something with this Patriots team and be part of the future. But historically, rookie tight ends just don't do well in their first year. The first year in a, in a season, rookie tight ends, are, they're not as explosive as you see like rookie running backs and they take over the league as such. So I would love for the Patriots to make a move for a veteran tight end, whether that's Delaney Walker, which Mike, you know, explained all what he could do for this team. But why not? Why not go for a guy who's a little younger, maybe ten years younger? Joku. Rumors are out there 
that hey, he wants out of Cleveland. They went and got they went and signed Austin Hooper to a big contract, and Joku's there. And and Joku, he's a player who has a lot of talent, but hasn't displayed it all there. So he's not going to cost you a first round or a second round. Maybe he'll cost you a third round pick, a fourth round pick of of sorts. Well, you lost your third round. So maybe it'll cost you a fourth round pick and some and a player some money which you have and you can maybe sign Njoku for the long run to this team who has plenty of talent and all he needs maybe is the right system and the right quarterback to give him the ball where he can explode. I think he could do wonders for this team. Another guy that drives me crazy, but you might want to think about bringing him back is Dwayne Allen. You know the running game was horrible last year. Horrible. But one thing Dwayne Allen did well with Rob Gronkowski by his side was block. And now that we know, he's only going to be coming in to block. Because before we had expectations when we saw what he did with Andrew Luck, and that all disappeared. The Monstars got him and just made him a blocker. So once <laughs> now you know what you signed him for, you're going to sign him just to block. Dwayne Allen will be a nice piece to this team, a veteran player, very smart. And I think he can help out this running game that you don't really understand, which I question marks as well because you're not really sure what you have with Sony Michelle. You're going to try Harris and so forth. So let's see, let's bring in Dwayne Allen and maybe try to try to shoot your shot with Njoku. Njoku would be the biggest upgrade that they could get probably at this point. Delaney Walker, you bring him in to be a veteran mentor, basically. I think what, what I wrote down in my notes was like last year, if you had one more year of Ben Watson, that would be perfect. Ben Watson would be basically... I think a step up from Delaney Walker and to, to, to mentor these guys. Cause both of those names, Ben Watson and Delaney Walker, they've been around for a long time. Delaney Walker, this is going to be year 15 for him. So he would be a great mentor for these two rookie kids who a lot of people, I, I, I don't know much about these tight ends. I'll be honest, but there's a lot of people who seem to have a lot of high hopes, especially for Devin Asiasi. So to bring in a veteran mentor, especially on some, something cheap, I think it's almost dumb for the Patriots not to go get Delaney Walker. The guy's out there. The guy's looking for a job. Throw some kind of money at him. You have so much spendable money right now. Do it. Go get a veteran presence out there. Get a guy who can be a serviceable pass catcher. And while at the same time, mentoring your two young tight ends who hopefully are the tight ends of the future for the New England Patriots. And who knows, Jared Stidham, Cam Newton, whoever ends, up to be, whoever ends up being your quarterback for years beyond this season. All right, guys, that was the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Nick Qualia, Marvazan, Mike Molino. We're going to be back next week for another set of two episodes of the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. And guys, follow us on Twitter as well. Our little Twitter handles. I never check this part. I say it every week. They could be popping up right now, but they also might not be if Garrett missed this part. So, again, Nick Qualia, Marvazan, Mike Molino. We're going to be back next week, guys. Thanks for watching.